Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika soft gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. I've been doing some real fun research and education in the cannabis department. Local farmers who know what they're talking about, those are the people I've been gravitating towards in the last decade or more. This is The Cannamom Show, a podcast chronicling the inspiring stories of real women in the emerging cannabis industry. Your host, Joyce Gerber, mom, lawyer, political activist, has been speaking with women from coast to coast and around the world who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving, continuing on her mission to lift up the stories of the women creating the cannabis industry by sharing their canna stories with you. So go make yourself a cup of tea or roll yourself a joint, sit back and learn something new about this magical plant on The Cannamom Show with Joyce Gerber. From the Tip O'Neill Studios in North Cambridge, Massachusetts, it's the Canna Mom Show. Now here's your host, Joyce Gerber. Thank you. Thank you for joining us again on the Canna Mom Show, where we are talking about caring for and giving voice to women in the emerging cannabis industry, one canna story at a time. So um, before I dive in, I just want to let you know that Dave is away. We let him take a break once in a while. But helping us out today is friend of the show, uh, John Gay, right here from JAG in Detroit. He has an extensive background in audio with degrees from Syracuse University, 15 years in radio industry experience, and he's worked in stations in Vermont, Detroit, and New Orleans. And in 2018, John founded JAG in Detroit to help you create a professional-sounding podcast. So thank you for helping us out today. And thank you for that wonderful intro. Your check is in the mail. Good to be with you, Joyce. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to talk about a little cannabis before I introduce today's guest? That's your job to help me. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. First, I just want to give a shout out to a new product I found that is uh, right here in Massachusetts. It's called Coast Cannabis. I know you can't see it because this is a podcast, but I am holding it up. It's this delicious chocolate infused with, I think it's five milligrams per serving there's a lot of products out there, no, but this is delicious chocolate, like really good chocolate. So I completely recommend it. And it's woman-owned, so I'm excited that I found that. Are you an infused chocolate guy, John? The edibles are only good if they're actually edible, so I'm <laughs> glad to hear the chocolate is good. <laughs> <laughs> 
like back in the day, stuff just tasted weedy or weird. But this is like, you know, gourmet, fine chocolates that are infused. And it's just a delicious little treat. So go find it if it's near you. And talking about some stuff that's going on. Uh, so tonight, I will be attending an event in Boston. It's marketed as a discussion on menopause, cannabis, and intimate care with Dr. Stacy Gruber, who is, um, I love these academic titles. She is a director of cognitive and clinical neuroimaging care and the marijuana investigation for neuroscientific discovery, acronym MIND, at um, McLean Hospital. And she teaches at Harvard. And she has a study that she's done, and she's going to be doing some reporting back on it. Excellent. I bet she has a lot of letters after her last name. Just like today's guest does. Yeah. So yes. yeah, it's not, not something most of the cannabis industry is talking about, but we are. So I'll report back next week. So you can share, listen in, John, and you'll find out. Sounds good. And um, I know this is hard to believe, but this is only one more show after today for season three. Wow. Chugging along there, Joyce. I know we are chugging along. So you're a podcast. You know how hard it is to keep it going, but we're finishing season three next week with our friends, Lisa and Samantha from Tokativity. That is the global feminist community for active cannabis culture. Um, it's going to be a fun show. They were supposed to join me in January, but I had some family stuff. So we rescheduled them to the very last show and it's going to be great. So stay tuned. And um, that'll be it for season three. And then we starting up in September. I love all the references to my home state of Massachusetts. I do run a podcast company here out of Detroit, Jag in Detroit, but I did grow up in Massachusetts. So you can see I wore my Red Sox shirt for you today, Joyce. That's nice to be back virtually in my hometown. Oh, and there's more. There's more. Uh, <laughs> more <laughs> Massachusetts cannabis. So um, talking about cannabis feminist community, I was just invited to the inaugural Green Goddess Invitation in Haverhill, Mass. You know what that is, John? I do. It's a commuter rail that goes out that way. Actually, it does. Um, it's on <laughs> August 1st. It's going to be a day-long event in the breathtaking Renaissance Golf Club, Cannabis and Golf Clubs. I love that they're coming together to connect the sisterhood of our Massachusetts cannabis community. We're going to enjoy a day of activities, including yoga, good eats, shopping, art, music, education, and of course, golf, which I'm not a golfer, but I'm going anyways. There you go. So cannabis, golfing, women, chocolate, and um, oh, just one more thing about this awesome event, just in true women in cannabis business culture, 100% of the profits will go directly to POSE, that's P-O-S-E. It's a community engagement and advocacy organization in Haverhill, Massachusetts, whose mission is to inspire individuals and mobilize resources to strengthen communities. So, you know, it's going to be a day out, connecting, networking, and all of the proceeds are going for a really important cause and community issues in Haverhill, Massachusetts. You know, cannabis giving back. One of my worst uh, drawbacks when it comes to networking is the fact that I don't golf. But I know uh, I've been to, like you, Joyce, I've been to many golf outings, even if I don't swing the clubs. Grow always a great networking event. I'm glad to hear it goes to a good cause as well. And uh, yeah, and I, and I was also just, you know, this is a business people. <laughs> So if you want to keep the Canon Mom Show conversation going, um, I'm going to be networking out there at the golf event, obviously, but we also have our campaign still going, Keep the Canon Mom Conversation Going, which is on our website. It's running until the end of the month. Um, go check it out. Get some cool swag. I'm wearing one of our swag items, my amazing Technicolor Cannabis quilt. I mean, um, scarf. It's a silk scarf. It looks a little, it's beautiful. So if you want one, it's on the website. Joyce and the amazing Technicolor Cannabis scarf. <laughs> Dave likes to play that song every time I say that. You know, Joseph and the Amazing Technical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's got an autoplay. He thinks it's funny. And then just one more thing. Um, I've been running around to dispensaries across Massachusetts. If you're following my Instagram, you've seen a few of my tours. 
but I will be down to Cape Cod. Probably one of the another one of your favorite spots, right, John? Cape. Oh gosh, I miss the Cape. We might have to go there next summer. I'm looking forward to it. We go every summer for a couple of weeks. I'll be down for a couple of weeks in July. So if you're a dispensary or a cultivator or you have a product manufacturing down the Cape, please reach out. I would love to visit and drop off a copy of my Courage and Cannabis book and see if we can work together to, um, you know, help ladies learn more about your products and become healthier because that's what our mission is, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That was a lot about me and Massachusetts and all that stuff. So um, thank you, John, for helping me out get through all of that. Always good to be like the Bee Gees back in Massachusetts. <laughs> Welcome back. We're glad you're back on our team. All right. And before I do my guest, um, I just want to thank Mary Jane's people for making today's show possible. All right. Today's guest. I met today's guest on Clubhouse, one of my favorite um, social media sites, because I can talk and I don't have to just look at pictures and write words. So I do like this one. It's still a great way to connect with women in the cannabis industry. Today's guest hosts a regular room and speaks with leaders, educators, and healthcare professionals from across the country, and she does it in such a warm and loving way. She is a healer and an educator and a community organizer who describes herself as an educator of health and wellness and an advocate for cannabis as medicine. I'm looking forward to learning more about her canna journey, and I know you are too. Please welcome to the Canna Mom Show, Dr. Pepper Hernandez, board-certified holistic health practitioner and founder of the nonprofit Humboldt Holistic Foundation. Welcome. Hi there, Joyce. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, John. Hello, hello. All right. So thanks. We had a little technical issue today, but she is such a professional. She's a podcaster as well, which we're going to talk about at the end of the show. But we're here now. So let's, can you just talk about, about where you are? Uh, you're in California in Humboldt County. Is that where you are now? That's where my private practice has been for the last decade. Currently, I'm in Santa Fe teaching a class, but yes, Northern California and Oklahoma is where I'm based. That's what I thought too. All right. So to sort of talk, can you tell us about um, how you got to where you are, how you found yourself connected to Humboldt County and, um, you know, what it was that made you come into the world of cannabis? That is a great question. And if I could answer it simplistically, I would. Um, After my first doctorate, I wanted to take two years off and just travel. That was my plan. That was my goal. That was my thought. The universe had a little bit different of a plan for me. And I had started in Canada and was going to go down to Baja. I made it as far as Arcata, California and stopped. Wait, you was just Dr. Pepper. Oh gosh, this was twenty ten. <laughs> okay, maybe. Yeah, it's it's been quite a while ago. <laughs> so I stopped in Trinidad, California, and was on the beach, and just realized that I was going to be planted there. I just thought for a few months, really. I didn't think for a decade, um, but I'm so grateful that I was. I didn't have a clue of what Humboldt County was or the the um, awareness around cannabis there. I um, never really been anti-cannabis. I always enjoyed cannabis, beautiful flower, of course, who doesn't, but I didn't utilize it in the medicinal way that the universe had planned for me to do in the next 10 years. And so that's where my story begins. You have a lot of credentials after your name and you're a healer. So what were you studying and how did you, because it's always that sort of transition from whatever person are in to where they go when they find the cannabis is actually a healing plant. So what were you, what was your degree in and what did you think cannabis was, I guess? Well, my first degree was in science and mathematics and education. So as an education teacher, I taught science and mathematics. Then I went into natural medicine. So 
a doctorate in naturopathic medicine. So I was in the herbal plant world, that kingdom. I just didn't realize how immersed and saturated I was going to become once I started living in Humboldt County in the Emerald Triangle, if you will, growing my own cannabis. All my friends were organic farmers. All of the clients who were coming to me were in cannabis in some way, shape or form. And this was legacy farming, right? This was back in, you know, like the good old days kind of, and there was even better days before that. I kind of caught the tail end there. So I was definitely saturated. So people don't know what Humboldt County is like, and you come from a very different part of the world. I don't know what it, when I think I haven't been there. So when I think of it, I think of like this magical place with greenery and the smell. I don't know what it really looks like, but can you describe what Humboldt County is actually like when you got there? Oh yeah. Well, You know, I had been all over the world at this point, but there's just something really magical about Humboldt and the community that I was in. I was in the Trinidad Arcata community, which is right on the ocean, right in the Redwoods. It was just phenomenal. And to get entangled with some of the smaller communities, more of the cannabis-driven communities there is such an honor because it's a place of trust. And so when you go to visit these farms, especially back then, mm-hmm. you were picked up, you were taken, you didn't really know the directions, you weren't given directions, and you're going up on these beautiful mountains, just flowing, cascading mountains of just beauty. And and that was my story. Okay. That was the way that I saw it. I know there's plenty of films out there with different um, direction about Humboldt, but I always felt safe. And it's just because I was really tight with the community in the first place. Well, I think that seems to be anything, even like with police communities, any kind of community, if people see each other and know each other, that's part of the relationship. And that's how you build the trust, obviously, which, you know, obviously healed people are healing to others. So you're sort of you're in a healing community. So this is what you're doing. All right. So you come into this space in 2010, you see it, and you're kind of talking about healing and What was it about Humboldt County? What is it that you wanted to do when you got there as a healer with the earth? Or what was your plan? What were you thinking? I I didn't have a plan, Joyce. I really (laughs) didn't. I was in the flow state. I really got into my center. I knew that I had to be there for some reason. I didn't know all the steps. And I think, honestly, if I would have known the steps that were coming ahead of me, I wouldn't have stayed. I think that's what everybody cannabis says. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't have because I didn't, you know, I didn't know all of the things I was going to go through. But when I did get there, I knew that there was a purpose. I knew that it was special. I had been there once before, a decade before that, and remembered in that moment, I love this town. I want to live here. But however, I didn't remember where that town was again <laughs> until I came into the town. And I thought, oh my gosh, I was here a decade ago in my little pea green Volkswagen van, uh, you know, after a rainbow gathering. And I love it here. So Um, I immediately started putting out job offers quickly and not as a naturopath. I did not want to go into private practice right away. I just finished and there was no way I was thinking of going into private practice. Uh, However, that happened in about less than six months time. But all five (laughs) applications that I put out, every single job said yes, from personal trainer to nutritionist across the board, everyone said yes. And so I thought, okay. This is definitely where I need to be right now. 
And it just kind of went from there. I made really great friends with a my friend who still to this day is a great friend of mine, an acupuncturist. We still share space there in Humboldt County. Mm-hmm. And we opened up private practice. I was there, at, won an award actually for my private practice. I'm really grateful for. But I think the main piece of Humboldt is that I healed my personal self. Right. Sure. I talk to many clients and I help them along their cannabis fingerprint journey is what I call it. That's an interesting way to put it. And again, you're talking about the way I talk about it. The woman I talked to on the show, almost everyone has healed themselves. That's how it goes. And I talk about this as sort of a healing community. So it sounds like you've came into a community mm-hmm. that wanted to be healed or was willing to hear what you were doing and it helped you process what you needed to. That's really helpful. And it healed me. Yeah. I went through a cancer scare which I completely healed myself through just juicing organic leaves from my friends' farms. I also started using cannabis to maintain my nervous system and balance my, not just my endocannabinoid system, but help with my seizures and my epilepsy. So the universe dropped me in. So you have some serious health issues. Oh, yeah. But over 10 years, over a decade of time, we all kind of go through things, you know. Right. But I think overworking, working with my community, you know, completely just giving, 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 teaching classes, working with so many people and not nourishing and taking care of myself. The universe was like, okay, now you're out of balance. Now you have to take the time to heal yourself. But then that's also a beautiful thing that happened because I was able to do it non-psychoactively, completely non-psychoactively, just juicing the leaves of cannabis, which then guided me towards figuring out which leaves made me feel a certain way. And this was way before cannabinoids, terpenes, cannabis fingerprint, dialing in. And and that's where I'm at now. That's where I have been for uh, probably the last five or six years with the Cannabis Holistic Institute, dialing in. I talk about this in sort of this way, but you're really sort of at that point where you're actually helping people do the individualization of their medicine because you're understanding the plant in a very... um, molecular way almost. I don't know. You're, you're really doing the research, which is something we get pushed back a lot in this industry is that it can't really be a medicine. It can't be therapy because there's not enough research. We don't know. But you know, that's not true. Joyce, I don't live in that world. I live in mine. And the one that I've been living in for over a decade is finding the exact terpene and cannabinoid profile for that particular person's body system. So that's the gift the universe gave me when I got the cancer scare, I also got this urge and passion to really dial in. I knew that not all cannabis was the same. Right. None of it affected me the same. Right. Some of the plants, even just juicing some of the plants, even though back then we called it either indica or sativa, completely outdated terms now. Right. But at that time, we weren't looking at terpenes and cannabinoids and such. Right. But I knew certain plants did not work for me. They actually gave me a buzz, which for my nervous system and epilepsy and seizures, PTSD, anxiety, that doesn't work for me. Right. So I had to look for other cultivars that actually had more linalool, looking at the purples, right. looking at how it made me feel like what it smelled like. And then just doing that research with farmers. We're talking third generation farmers, people who have been doing this you know, forever giving me content and information on how to dial in and what was best for their grandmother, you know, 20, 30 years ago. So yeah, I've been doing some real fun research and education in the cannabis department. When we're talking about full sun, organic, sustainable, 
local farmers who know what they're talking about, those are the people I've been gravitating towards in the last decade or more. Which is the gold standard, really. I mean, again, most of us are getting cannabis that's grown in a cultivation center because it's very regulated, especially in a st- you know all these states that are you know have adult use now. It's a different. Again, I have never had the cannabis from the Triangle where you are, the Humboldt County, but I hear about it that it's different. It's beautiful too. That's the other thing that you don't people don't necessarily understand about the cannabis plant how pretty it is when it's budding and that the different colors and how it works with the earth and how we talk about even like wine, you know, it has to do with the land that it's grown on. And that is sort of the special, that's part of what's going on so special where you are in the Institute. So let's tell me about the Cannabis Holistic Institute of Humboldt. That's the work you're doing, right? Yeah. Thank you, Joyce. I like your motto, education before medication. Absolutely. You always have to educate before you medicate, just straight across the board. Um, And that, yes, absolutely is our motto and our logo for the Cannabis Holistic Institute. So when I started dialing into all of this education, communicating with farmers, getting the farmers to come down to town to talk, I would kind of grab my friends and other local physicians to come and listen to these people. So that's how the Cannabis Holistic Institute started uh, back in 2012. And so it was just small. It was only 12 students. It was still pretty underground. We didn't really share a lot of information because we're talking to legacy farmers here, right? right? And they're wanting to share information, but they're wanting to still keep it super low key. Right. So that's how it all began. So we have luckily been able to, there was a point in that 10 years where I decided I need to start archiving this because this is valuable for not only my group of friends and associates and physicians within my network, but it's going to be larger than that. And there's going to be a lot of people that are going to need this because we're helping clients or cannabis medical patients. We're helping them design something for their particular body system. So that's how the Cannabis Holistic Institute was created. And it's created for physicians, by physicians, as well as then we started opening it up. I think year three or four, we started opening up to holistic health practitioners and, you know, people in the alternative medical realm. And then we started opening it up to people who were moms within cannabis, who were running businesses, who wanted to know about particular cultivars for a salve or how do we, you know, extract RSO safely for, you know, my baby or what, uh, you know, all of these things. And so that just snowballed. And so now we have so much content and we're still very picky. I think we still have under a hundred students, but it's because I am so selective of the students who come in one privacy and two, if my name and the school's name is going to be on their certificate and back them, I want them to feel connected to the network as well as they better know what they're talking about because every person is so different. Right. And this is not a joke. So are they working on farms as too, as well as learning? Like what is the cult what is it like in terms of the cultivation part of it? What's your connection to actually the people growing the plant? Oh, we are so pro home grow. Okay. So we want to educate, you know, we're we're talking about holistic health practitioners and physicians. So they may not have the time to do that, but they can educate their clients or their patients on how to or how to choose. So we look at between five or more. I mean, this year, we're probably going to look at 10 farms. We look at the sustainable, you know, dry farming methods, even we learn how to make compost tea, all these things. 
are courses that are available for the students for their continuing education credit. Once a student becomes a student, they get free content for life. So it is continuous education because we want that person to be educated and be at top of their game at all times. So it's it's like once you're enrolled, you're enrolled and you're just there. So as far as agriculture, we just help the, you know, cannabis holistic consultant to educate their client and even themselves on getting the best medicine and what not getting best medicine looks like. Because that's our piece right there is getting chemical latent cannabis. That's going to cause more issues. If we can just look at the body system and get really clean medicine that works specifically for that body system, that's a win-win. That's where we can begin. And then you got application method. Then you've got dosage method. You got to get really, it's dialed in and I love it. I geek out on it, Joyce. Like this is my jam. <laughs> so doctors, real doctors are actually talking to you because this has been like the thing that I keep hearing. A lot of nurses are stepping up and they're getting invested in this and they're trying to do the education. I keep hearing about education, education, but you're finding doctors who are really stepping it up and want to know what this is. Is that true? I'm not certain how to take that question, but yes, absolutely. I'm always afraid that doctors are sort of stepping back because they don't know what this is and they don't know, learn it in school and they don't have time. But you are finding that, you know, and it feels like the doctors are learning from their patients, like the ones who are open to it. They're willing to say, I'll listen to what you have to say, but they can't advise on anything like this because they don't know anything. So as a consultant, you can educate, period. Yeah. That's just where it's at. If you're in private practice, that's a little bit more um, flexible there. But yes, we have MDs, PhDs, NDs. We have uh, physician's assistants. We have registered nurses. We have a respiratory therapist. Yes, of course. Yeah, we have high-level educated humans who know where this cannabis is going, and they want to have that under their belt to know which plant, particular cultivar, terpene, cannabinoid, flavonoid combination works for what, especially in this particular community. We're known for cannabis. We better know what cultivars to suggest to our clients. And, you know, it just, yes. So there, I get really passionate about it, but absolutely. It makes me happy to hear that, you know, medical professionals are stepping up because this is the thing I get pushed back from people like that I know who, you know, non-traditional medicine feels uncomfortable at some level. This is a plant medicine. And if they can't consult with their medical professional, they feel like they they don't have ownership enough to feel like they can really use the medicine correctly, I guess that's what they're thinking. And I am learning from you and all these people I'm talking to. A lot of this is very um, self-reflective, which is not how Western medicine is. So this idea that it's incorporated into our lifestyle and we use it in a way for balance as opposed to like taking a pill and your headache goes away or doing something else and it numbs some part of your body. Like, again, this is a really interesting way of hopefully healing us. And I talk about this a lot, just about women who are leaders in this industry like you and all the women I'm talking to. You're healed people. You are people who have healed yourselves and you're healing others, which seems really hopeful. Yeah. And I, you know, back to the MDs and the PhDs and the, you know, MDs who are working together, they're forming a group, right? Which is what every person who is suffering ailment, discomfort, disease really needs is a group around them, a network around them that 
can help one another. So our prescribing physicians, it is really nice to have them on board because even though they may not be able to suggest or prescribe to their patient, as you were saying, you know, maybe in the state of California or something like that, they can absolutely dialogue with someone else who is a holistic health practitioner and a cannabis therapy consultant and get on the same page and be of help, even more of help to that particular patient. So I think as long as there is openness and awareness and understanding that this, like you're saying, is a supplementation, it can be used that way. A non-psychoactive supplementation that balances your homeostasis, which from there, if your homeostasis is balanced, everything else has the opportunity to heal as well. It's phenomenal. It's fascinating. And Joyce, I will never stop talking about it because I just love it so much. And we don't. And let's, let's, bring, let's bring this to me to Clubhouse. Okay, so Clubhouse, I've listened to you on Clubhouse on your weekly show. So how does this, Thank how did you. you find Clubhouse? And how do you find yourself there? And what else are you doing in that space? And I think it's a good space for connecting with people from across the country I wouldn't have normally met in this industry, especially during the pandemic. So I don't, what are you finding on Clubhouse? And how did you find yourself there? Well, first off, I found myself there by another physician who I adore her work, uh, Dr. Ross, and she is in the psilocybin cannabis community. She invited me to come there and said, hey, I really think that you'll enjoy this. I think that you should be at least listening to some of these. I did not plan to have my own room and to have a weekly room. However, it just kind of blossomed into that because the Cannabis Holistic Institute, we have all these archived videos, all of this content. Plus we have every Thursday, we have a student center and then the students just wanted more content. So I was like, okay, well, every Tuesday at 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, except for holidays, We'll have a clubhouse and we will talk about maybe conversations that we don't discuss within the scope of what we would call medicinal. So, for example, yesterday was spirituality and cannabis. Um, but the great thing, Joyce, and you know this, the great thing about Clubhouse, and this isn't an ad for Clubhouse or anything, but these particular platforms connect you with people from all over the world. So this mm-hmm. has given me opportunities to go and speak in Brazil, in Portugal, in different countries where cannabis is coming online, as I would say, meaning, you know, new people are coming onto it or are looking at it as a medicinal um, plant. So that's the the wonderful thing about not just podcasts, but Clubhouse is like an interactive podcast. Right. It is. And you are a podcast, which I am going to talk about because I love talking about podcasting and cannabis. But I got to come back. I take a break. Um, Sure. So we'll be back after this break with our guest, Dr. Pepper Hernandez, after a word from our (laughs) sponsor, Mary Jane's People. It seems you all have interesting work stories to share every day. And it's really become clear the way we want to work has changed. We want to work differently and better. People, partners, Mary Jane's People makes work better by making people the highest priority. Mary J's people will help you build well-being as a cornerstone into the foundation of your team by making people the highest priority with servant leadership, building the team you want to be on through learning, development, and collaboration, and connecting to the community internally and externally. They'll even help you build your people teams. Mary Jane's people will work with you step-by-step at the best pace for you and your teams under their careful guidance and the expertise to prep, 
sow, and grow the foundation of your people's teams. It's time to change, and now the time to do it. Let's make work better together. Learn more about Mary Jane's People at maryjanespeople.com. Come on over and say hi and tell them the Canna Mom Show sent you. All right, we are back. Dr. Pepper, you're in the podcasting world. I've been doing this since 2019 or so. Um, you have a couple of podcasts. You're a pro. We had a lot of technical issues before the show, but she was calm and cool. So she's the guest you want. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joyce. You're so sweet. <laughs> um, this is a tool for marketing and getting the word out there. So what are you doing with your podcasting? Who are you reaching? And um, you know, what are your goals, your mission for it? Well, thank you for asking. I hadn't really thought that deeply about it. <laughs> um, the, quant <laughs> the Quantum Alignment podcast is the first podcast that I started. And honestly, Joyce, just between you and I, and I guess everybody that's listening, I did it selfishly. I personally wanted to meet all of these people. Nice. That's a good reason to start one. <laughs> so it's called the Humboldt Quantum Alignment Series. And I started it, yeah, again, like I said, three years ago, maybe four years ago at this point. And in Humboldt County, there are so many healers. It is the root chakra of America, of the, of the North America, that particular area, the Pacific Northwest. And I, always joke with people that I could throw a pebble out my window. My building is downtown. I could throw a pebble out my window and hit probably eight to 10 healers. <laughs> it was a joke. But I was working so hard in my own office with my own career, teaching classes, doing my own thing that I never had the chance. And I'm a go put your robe on at six o'clock in bed by eight o'clock human being. <laughs> and I was like, I could not have coffee with all these people. There's just not enough time. Even if a decade of time in Humboldt still wasn't able to meet every healer. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to do a little podcast and I'm going to invite them into my office, invite them into my clinic and space. And we're going to have coffee together and we're going to record it. And so we did. And it turned out to be just lovely. I met such amazing humans and friends I'll have forever that are in my community. And then the radio station, Access Humboldt, they picked it up. And I was like, okay, well, that's exciting. Um, then COVID hit and we started expanding to online and we did online interviews of people from around the world at that point. Mm. So we went more into the entheogenics. So we have people discussing, you know, where that first few years they were discussing massage or human design or yoga mm. or Kundalini breathwork, stuff like that. The second and third year, we shifted more into ayahuasca and San Pedro and mushrooms and, you know, psilocybin, these kind of things. So that's that podcast. And the goal for that podcast is just to help every listener get more quantumly aligned into their highest version of their self. And hopefully something that either I say, or the guest says, will just spark that human being even for just a moment, because we all know mental health is the most important without a balanced mental health there is nothing. We could be in the best physical health. We could have a financial abundance in our bank account. We could have the most beautiful lover, but if mentally we're not there, that's a huge piece. So I think that's now has been the goal with the podcast. At first it was a selfish purpose and then it moved into just pure joy because I was fascinated by people. 
And then now it's, I want to help people. And it's that good information. That's the other thing. Like there's a lot, there's so much information out there. And I will say all the ladies I talk to, it's so wonderful because you do talk about education. You want to become the people you didn't have. I, that's what it feels like. It Absolutely. You wanted this information. You needed it. You didn't know where to find it. So you guys are doing this, which is really hopeful. Absolutely. It's solid information, especially on something like this. And I do talk about the psychedelics and ayahuasca like a scared old white lady. And I'm trying to get more <laughs> engaged in that world. And I talk to, you know, I hear what you talk about. I hear about how people use it. Even I have conversations with my daughter who's 20 now about it. So this is a really interesting process for me as an older white lady to be kind of going through this, you know, transitioning and to hear how it's healing and to feel like I can connect to some of these people who you're talking to, you know, people I probably, I would never would have met or wouldn't have even known existed, honestly. Yeah, we, we dig them out from wherever they're at in their jungles, you know, hey, come do this podcast. But we're coming from, and this is just to help you, Joyce, and anyone else who resonates with how you're feeling. This is coming from a let's be very safe. Let's microdose. Yes. Let's educate before we medicate, yep. before we jump on the bandwagon yes. to go down to Malibu to do an ayahuasca ceremony for a weekend. What do we need to know before we even think that that's a good option? So we're interviewing facilitators. So that's one of the podcasts. And then the other two podcasts are much more gentle and they don't go deep into ethnogenics, by the way. <laughs> They're more focused on cannabis um, and health and wellness. So again, this is a big world that, you know, we don't really, we've been walled off from for a long time. I mean, we were scared against it. And it's, I talk about women my age and older, we know the least, we can use it the most. And I just watch my elderly mother age really um, in a difficult way. And I think this will help with those issues as well. If we can get an entire generation on board and have solid information and help and find people we can trust to really um, understand how this is. And it's not just the things that they're telling us, just say no, and you're going to jump out a window or whatever the things they scared us with. <laughs> those stories have to be shifted to ones where, you know, we can really use this for our own mental well-being. And we can all try it, just microdosing, just small amounts. I know my grandfather, he's in the 80-year-old bracket, and he just uses a little bit. It took him a long time to listen to me, but he uses just a little bit of cannabis salve on his hands, and it helps his arthritic pain in just his hands. And that's something, you know, we grow and we, we make a, a small amount uh, for family usage, but there's a particular cultivar that's really good for that. And so he'll do that. And then I also, the last year, have helped my grandmother, who was also in that age bracket, transition her life. Um, but she had a, a severe cancer. And we utilize cannabis in so many ways for that year to, I guess, balance her in a way that she was comfortable on a daily basis. That's so hopeful. So I couldn't, my mother, all mother passed this year. She was in her eighties, but she would not believe me. And I, she just wouldn't, she couldn't understand this and she couldn't accept it. But I love hearing the stories with the people who are in the industry who can actually work with their family. That was like my dream that I could help her at the end of life in a way that was more comforting. So, you know, it is out there. People are having access to it. It's creating a scenario, you know, that's healthier, you know, and it's hard to change people's minds. It's impressive that you're doing it. If it's in a non-psychoactive way, I think it's safe enough and gentle enough for a person to start. And then it's up to them if they want to move forward, yes. right? Again, microdosing low and slow, recognizing it's just a plant. It yeah. really is just a plant. And you can do all of it non-psychoactively. I mean, I healed myself from multiple issues with just juicing leaves. So 
yeah, the juicing, like the CBG and all the terpenes and the cannabinoids and all of that. Like I keep, I'm learning more and more and more. The juicing just seems like it's, um, yeah, it's something we're not talking enough about. Well, I wrote my first article for Emerald probably five years ago on juicing leaves. So people can find that if they'd like. And in the last few months, I've been, you know, asked to write more juicing articles. And so I wrote one for Edibles Magazine and Chronic. I write for about six cannabis publications um, and they're all research education. So you are out there in the world. Are you speaking at any conferences this year that people could go to or hear you or how do they find you? What's the best way to connect with you? Or even if they were interested in the Canvas Holistic Institute, what's the best way to reach out to you and connect with you and find you? Yeah. To keep the podcast evergreen, I won't go through every detail of where I'm going to be this year, <laughs> um, but because uh, there are quite a few places. But if someone wants to find me or the events that I'm going to be at, the best way is to go and find me across any platform. I'm at Dr. Pepper Hernandez. So you can find me at drpepperhernandez.com or even on TikTok or IG or FB, any of those places. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's the, but it's the same across the boards. If you're looking for my podcast, you know, you can find those over on iTunes or iHeart, but all that content you can find on my link tree. Thank you for the asking. And I, I just the idea that, you know, if you're looking for quality information, you're looking to connect with people who know what they're talking about and can give you a solid foundation if you want to enter this industry, if you want to grow your own plants, if you're just kind of curious because you're one of those people the Cannabis Holistic Institute in Humboldt is one of those prime organizations that's setting new standards. I can't recommend it enough. All right, Dr. Pepper, so um, you're going to be on Clubhouse all summer. Can I, I'll check you out. We'll be talking on there. Yeah. <laughs> Every Tuesday, 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. And I also wanted to share, Joyce, that if anyone was interested in just learning quick little snippets, like five to 10 minutes on cannabinoids or terpenes, there's a ton of free content over on YouTube as well that's given by the Cannabis Holistic Institute, but it's just quick, quick snippets. So if anyone's interested in doing that. Don't just Google this. Go to the Cannabis Holistic Institute and YouTube. Find real information. There's a lot of terpenes. There's a lot of cannabinoids. There's a lot of new research. There's a lot, a lot, a lot out there. And it's amazing and it's inspiring and, it'll, you know, it's healing us. So thank you, Dr. Pepper, for all your work. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being patient <laughs> with our technical issues. Thank you, Joyce. I adore you. Thank you so much. All right. Um, so all that you want to connect with, it'll all be in our show notes. So again, for my guest in my Canabro substitute this week, John of Jag in Detroit podcast. And of course, our Canamom show team. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the Cannamom Show, where we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on the emerging cannabis industry by sharing and preserving their stories of love, kindness, wisdom, and hope. Thank you for following and sharing the inspiring stories of the women building this new industry so together we can crush the stigma around cannabis and caregivers. I'm your host, Joyce Gerber. This is the Cannamom Show, and we are a production of Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name is Kira Reed, and I'd like to invite you to be inspired by the women who are leading in the cannabis industry. Each week, we will discuss empowerment, leadership, and what it means to be a woman in charge in marijuana, hemp, and CBD. 
As the founder of the Women Empowered in Cannabis community, I have had the great pleasure to get to know many brilliant and talented women who are CEOs, executives, politicians, advocates, and community leaders that are focused on creating a cannabis economy that is just, fair, and equal. We'll learn how these women make decisions, how they navigate a predominantly male industry, and what they're doing to level the playing field for women. I hope you'll join us.